0: because
1: yeah, same here.
0: Yeah, yeah I thought that was really cool so um I think we're doing a good job
1: at least we have like somewhat of a fan base yeah I think like,
0: that's cool and I think just a
1: handful of people
0: yeah I think the farther along we get like the better it will be mm-hmm. um so start somewhere. yeah so shout out to everybody that's listening that means a lot to us um okay so let's get into it because this case right here <laughs>
1: this right here is a lot yeah yeah okay the more I read the more I was like oh my god like what did I get myself into I know
0: it was interesting because so I usually when we do this I print out a lot of the stuff I like to look at more of the law side of everything Mm -hmm. Uh, so I printed everything out and no lie I have about (laughs) 15 pages of just the stuff from the affidavits the stuff from the motions that she filed I mean it was crazy. So it's
1: not even real. Like I feel like I can't believe like this really happened.
0: I know. It's like it, it's it's stupid that it happened because I think like every, you know, a lot of these crimes just really are so stupid and, un- and just avoidable because we've managed to stay out of prison in our lives and avoid situations like this um but yeah let's jump into this case let's um i'll let you do the introduction to introduce who she is and what we are covering
1: all right so i started it as like the summer of 1989 daytona beach when i googled daytona beach in 1989 all of like the old mtv spring break videos came up which i thought was kind of funny and this young girl moves from new hampshire with her boyfriend in her 20s. And shortly after that, the relationship ends. And that lady is Deidre, right? Deidre
0: Hunt?
1: Deidre. I'm bad with pronouncing names. Michelle Hunt. So she moves with her boyfriend to Daytona Beach. And from what I gathered, she had a pretty messed up life to begin with before she moved to Daytona. Uh, That was her biggest mistake. I know. That was
0: her biggest mistake. And I thought that was just kind of funny too. I mean, you know, I saw the status that someone posted the other day on Facebook and it said every time I say I'm from Florida, people look at me like I've just committed a crime. And <laughs> it, it's so true because as I read her moving to Florida, I kind of read where she came from and, and everything in and her background. And I think that this obviously was the worst move that she could have made.
1: Florida oh, no. is no good. Especially, I mean,
0: and, you know, in the 80s, to my knowledge, she was kind of a, she hung out with the drug user. She did drugs. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of this first episode, we should kind of, will focus on the fact that she really had a
1: an interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. So from what I gathered, her mom had mental illness and had somewhere 11 different personalities, which, I mean... Like, I don't know how that affected her, because who's to say, like, was her mom treated? Was she not treated? It sounded like she wasn't at all. So that could have a lot of effect on somebody, especially when you're young and that's what you're growing up with.
0: And I think also too interesting is that, I mean, from my perspective, I don't know about yours, I don't really trust anything that this woman says. And I think that there's certain truths to certain people that commit crimes. I think they do have, you know, these bad laws. I think they do come from, you know, a rough background. But the more that I was deep, was digging into this case, the more she kind of just got on my nerves. Um, Everything was like a huge sob story. Like I was watching a small YouTube clip, which I think we should share with the followers once we um, wrap Mm -hmm. up this episode. But everything she kind of said came off like,
1: what well, was me? Right. Okay. Right.
0: And I'm not trying to say, you know, survivors um of domestic abuse and drug use, you know, don't deserve um to be heard. But this one right here, she's a little something's not adding up.
1: It's a lot. So what she when she got to Daytona after she broke up with her boyfriend, she met two people, Lori Henderson. So we gotta put a pin in her name because she comes up later. Okay. And this guy named Tony Calderoni, which that I love a fan. that. <laughs> that's um, a fan. And I guess her and Tony had like a friends with benefits type of situation, which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. He helped her get a job at this bar called Top Shots, which I don't think exists anymore. And I that's. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it, so I don't think it's a thing. It, I guess it's like a sports bar, pool hall, whatever. And the man who owned the pool hall, which. I'm gonna try not to mess up his name either. Constantinos Fotopoulos. That is a a
0: real Greek Greek.
1: name. Yeah, Yeah. so that's where things start to get real messy. So even with him, I was kind of
0: digging into stuff. And again, like I said, her, nothing that she said is adding up. So Mm -hmm. I was reading that basically they had a very toxic relationship. She met this Mm -hmm. man, as you said, he owned, this bar and basically mm-hmm. she By the way. To, yes to miss lisa <laughs> and she just went on to say some things that really didn't make any sense so i don't know if you read where she claims that he basically was controlling to her mm-hmm. and he um was beating her and wanted mm-hmm. her to remain um you know under his spell or whatever and i and i think of it two ways this is a very you know back in the day he was a wealthy guy he drove a bmw um you know or a bar yeah
1: all the neighbors a little older than her he was 28 and she's 20 so i mean that could be appealing
0: and i think too you know just from kind of what i what i was reading and the way that the tone of her voice who's to say that she didn't say listen i need money Mm-hmm. Um, for xyz I need to she's a, and honestly Deidre is a beautiful woman she's a even for her age she is
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. gorgeous
0: I mean the dark hair um you know she has really pretty eyes she's a beautiful woman and I think who's to say that she didn't kind of you know they both kind of played a role into this oh, yeah. oh yeah.
1: relationship and I'm sure she knew he was married but
0: yeah, I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she probably threatened him, you know, oh, I'll tell your wife, or, you know, something stupid like that to kind of get, you know, some money and some things for him. Um, so the whole relationship seemed pretty toxic from the beginning, but I think most of her relationships were like that.
1: It seemed that way, even from like like with her parents and
0: right. So when she was 18, she shot a woman six times. Um with her lover that she was with at that time. And again, bringing it back to her being a a toxic person. um, So basically she flipped on the woman that she was with at the time and basically said that, oh, you know, she coerced me into doing this crime with her. Um, Mm -hmm. It was self-defense and yada, yada, yada. Okay, so I said, let me go ahead and dig a little bit deeper into that. So I did my research and it comes to come to find out she was the one that shot the woman. The girl was just with her. <laughs> so then it then it occurred to me, okay, as I started listening to it's more of her stories, it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we could put the blame, the full blame on the murder on Mr. Uh, what is it? Fatopoulos? We can't put the full murder on. He's guilty. But I think that oh, yeah. really was like the mastermind of this thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Cause like even, um, that is something he moved here from Greece, went to school here and he was not like a good guy. Obviously he's married, having an affair with Thedra, got her an apartment gave her money, gave her clothes, did whatever for her. And he bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of counterfeit hundred dollar bills. So that just in itself, he's obviously into nothing good.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure he was running stuff out of the club. I'm sure, you know, a lot of those and it's not even trying to sound like I'm being, um, like I'm being, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, stereotypical. Mm-hmm. I am a thousand percent sure that he was kind of running stuff through the club, you know. She was into drugs, so he was giving her drugs. So it's really, I mean, he said, she said up until, even still, you know, with the murders um, of, of the the two people
1: I think it's I think she totally knew what she was doing too like we'll come to find out she did, She knew what she was doing
0: yeah I agree and I think that she basically played the part um that she needed to play in order to she thought in her mind she was gonna get away with this. she thought okay I'm gonna mm-hmm. sugar this man into doing xyz and then he's gonna you know do this for me and then I'll put the blame on him well um <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out too well for her um so basically she this is a pattern for her it's definitely a pattern for her and i think one of the most interesting things of this case is that when people were talking about her and talking about her crimes they didn't really mention this prior conviction
1: oh yeah well she she
0: yeah she um the the funny thing is she wanted to um struck it she wanted to, to get a deal not realizing the woman had already ID'd her Mm
1: -hmm. so her
0: lie that she made up about the girl that you know she did this and she brought me along that shit had already sailed because um she literally identified her as the shooter but I mean that's something that I think from the beginning we could have seen that was going to cause an issue and I've watched A couple of episodes of just different shows here and there that cover women um, murderers.
1: murderers. Such a popular case, and I never never heard of it until until now.
0: Yeah, I had never heard of it until recently. So I think that was just really crazy. And I wrote a couple of notes, and I wanted to just for myself. I don't. I wrote love struck, and I thought maybe okay, maybe she's in love with this guy, and she just felt like under any circumstance she needed to do whatever to be in his good griefs.
1: so okay.
0: a little bit about the murders um, it,
1: just, it, just, it gets crazier and crazier so you can go so
0: basically i, I mean
1: let me tell you something i was really kind of confused
0: with this girl because i uh, the plan didn't make any damn sense
1: yeah see like and my one thing was like i just Lisa, the wife of Hattopolis, I'm just going to backtrack real quick. He was renting out this apartment for for Deidre. How did she... I mean, I guess they didn't share a bank account or they had their separate bank accounts and they both owned their own businesses. So how she didn't know he was renting out a whole nother apartment and just had no idea is beyond me. But I, I mean, I get it. It can happen. It happens all the time. People have like double lives. She catches leaving Deidre's apartment nearly wrecks her car trying to chase him confront him about it this all happens just in a matter of a couple of months like she moved to Florida in the summer this is happening I think around October so it progresses pretty quick he obviously denies everything like and the three- crazy thing is there was Yes, six different attempts to take this woman's
0: life. Oh, no. Lisa needs an episode all on her own because she is... Because Lisa went through it. I mean, and, and the crazy thing was, okay, so... When you look this case up, basically it says that the whole plot was for insurance money. And that brings me again to the point where definitely this woman was an opportunist. I don't think that she gave a shit about this man. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think she gave a shit about really anything besides just trying to get a quick dollar. And you could see that through the pattern. So the interesting thing is, like you said, this uh, his wife, she went through so much in about
1: you know what i read after like once we get into what happened to her like this woman went back to work like almost immediately she owned her own business like she was successful and she just she needs an episode all of her own i swear Yeah, she does need an episode <laughs> on her own
0: because it's like you know one of those like how did i survive type things yeah. um awesome. she i mean really the crazy thing was they had the this plan had been hatched from the from the get-go Oh, yeah, it had to months into their, you know, little thing. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: four four to six different attempts to kill this woman, this wasn't just something that developed like, oh, you know, it's been a year, let's kill my wife because we're in but love. It had to no. be immediately because what? Right. This December, had, October is only a couple of months. Yeah. So it had to be, okay, they started hooking up, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they hatched this plan to kill the wife. Mm-hmm. Now, so many parts of this case literally make absolutely no sense to me.
1: Okay, I have to read this one part. So, um, Lori Henderson, she mentioned her in the beginning. I can't, I think it was her boyfriend or her boyfriend's friend that they hired like the last time to kill Lisa. And he shot her in the head, but she didn't die. (laughs) She didn't die. The crazy part is, I don't know
0: who's giving these people these guns because it's taken, you know, 43 different attempts. And you would think, hey, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe we shouldn't kill somebody because yeah, we tried just like four that, times.
1: He wouldn't get the money if he just left her. I mean.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, $700,000 in insurance money.
1: Which is insane. Oh my it, God.
0: And it, it's really crazy that that's what, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, it could have been something bigger. But really,
1: all of this
0: when you could have just left the woman.
1: I know. I'm gonna look up how much $700,000 was in 1989 compared to now. And let's see. So basically uh,
0: during the trial, um, exactly what we were discussing was the fact that they were wooing each other back and forth. She's young, he's young too. He has money, he's you know flashy, whatever. It was really just, to me, they were too opportunist Mm-hmm. who took advantage of each other
1: oh, and they gosh. didn't want to ride both in it for the wrong reasons obviously definitely definitely seven hundred thousand dollars is 1.5 million dollars today so it's a lot of money
0: but I still, <laughs> but the plan was just it didn't make any sense it, it really it didn't make any sense to me now Deidre is currently in Florida um serving out her life sentence so um Florida, um, you know, they're a little bit, we were the death penalty. So she was sentenced to death um, for her part in the murders, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, and she was able to appeal that oh and get two life sentence, two term life sentences, Insane. Um, which again, worked out in her favor because she was sentenced to death and she um, is now serving two life sentences. So fun fact, um, I actually wrote her a letter. I wrote her a letter, um, not anything about the crime, just that I was interested in getting to talk to her and getting to know her as a person. You know, it sounds crazy um, and this is a creepy podcast. So a lot of the things that I do are kind of weird. So for the most part, if these people that we cover, if they're alive, I typically write them um, just to see if I'll get a letter back. Um, and if I do,
1: huh? You never know. She might write you back. Yeah, you and never don't. know.
0: I'm just, it's just a shot in the dark. You know, I, I write them because it's its very interesting. And for me, she's more of a dummy than I think of being smart. I just, she's a dummy to me. I think that um, this is one of the cases that we cover that really, yeah, I can't feel bad for her. And I, I usually don't feel bad in general for, you know, some of these people. But I think Miss Hunt just really, she just oh, made a lot of shit up. She tried to swindle and tried to make herself look like she was that bitch, but in reality, you, you're just doing what everybody else has been doing for the last like 20, 30 years,
1: all because you wanted
0: seven hundred oh, thousand dollars. So crazy So with that being said, let's get into the let's get into half of the murders. Let's talk yes. about that.
1: So the first victim is. Kevin Ramsey, he was 19. He was an ex employee of Photopolis at Top Shots. He knew of the counterfeiting operation that was going on and I guess kind of was trying to blackmail his ex boss on it. And Photopolis was like, no, 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 can't, can't be having that. So <laughs> this part is just, I don't, I get 19 is young, so I have to put myself back in that mindset. But he convinced him that he was part of the CIA. As a contracted assassin, which if someone told me that, I wouldn't. I'm not going to believe them. (laughs) But I guess at 19, I don't know. You don't really, yeah. He out here saying he's like John Wick, but he's not. (laughs) (laughs) So they were going to initiate him into this hunter killer club, so he could also become a hitman. Now.
0: I don't want to cut you off, but there is a hilarious, if you guys know me, you know, I love the Simpsons. There is a hilarious uh, Halloween episode where they literally take some of this case and they put it into the episode. I'll share that with you um, one day. But I was thinking about that um, when we were doing research and I wanted to mention that, that the whole idea of a killer's club is it's a real thing. Um, I don't think people think it's I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's a it is a real thing.
1: Oh, my God. So, October 20th, 1989, Deidre is also apparently being initiated into this club. The two of them drive Kevin out to a remote shooting range so he can be initiated. And I just, this is when I feel like if I was Kevin, I would be questioning things. But who am I to say? Tell Kevin to go scope out the area before, you know, beginning. And... Apparently, Photopolis tells Deidre, like, only two people are leaving alive. And if you want to be one of those people, you have to be the person that kills Kevin. So they they meet up with Kevin. They tell him they need to tie him up to a tree as part of the initiation. He goes along with it. Photopolis whips out his camcorder because there needs to be insurance on what's happening, like proof that he's doing it. And this is when I would feel weird, like I'm tied up to a tree and they're recording me. Wouldn't right. you think would feel weird? So.
0: The tree thing, I mean, you, you gotta see, we, we gotta post this episode um, on our page cause it, it's really creepy. Like it's, I've read about certain things like this about like killing clubs and things like that. But like you said, wouldn't you think to yourself um, why are they tying me to a motherfucking tree
1: and recording it right? I
0: didn't have things to record back then, 1989. I didn't,
1: I I, maybe
0: I'm thinking, I didn't know that we technology was advanced a like yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: Those okay. the old ones with like the piece that flips out, yes, yeah, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> they existed so they tie them up and there's actual footage, which to me is that just. What if, to me? If I was gonna murder somebody, I'm not gonna record it because. And and tape. That's the
0: that's the the stupidity of these people. Yeah, but I get what they were going for because it's like you know you want to you want to blackmail
1: <laughs> seem real. Yeah, so I get it. And believes you. So in the video, Deidre is holding a 22 caliber. Don't ask me how big that is because I have no idea. I don't know mm-hmm. guns. <laughs> she points it at Kevin and she pulls the trigger three times shooting him in the chest all three times and he slumps over and is like I guess he grown god and I don't know if that was like him calling out to god or just like reaction he's in pain oh my god yeah Deidre walks up to him he's passed out at this point lifts his head up and shoots him right in the temple and then that's when the video ends
0: and you see for me I feel like if you're asking me, and I'm just speaking hypothetically, if you're telling me to kill somebody, I'm not doing no, you know, 950 cent, you know, shooting in the head. temple. I'm not doing that. I'm not a gangster. You ask me to kill somebody to prove something. I'm she a- pay. Maybe in your leg, maybe in your leg one time. <laughs> but shoot someone in the temple. That to me proves from what I think about this woman is that she is she's doing a, a psychopath. Yeah, yeah she's, a, she's a psychopath. She... This this was like her shining moment to really mm-hmm. to put this into effect. I think when she shot that woman six times, she knew exactly what she was doing. This wasn't like oh you know woe is me. I was coerced by this big bad Greek man to kill people. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was doing,
1: of course. And then so after the video cuts out, the was grabs an AK forty seven, which that I know is a bigger gun, <laughs> and shoots him again, like to ensure that a he shoots him again. Yeah, to ensure okay. that he was dead. So he's taken three sh- three shots oh, to the wow. chest. Yeah, three to the chest, one to the head and then
0: wow. shot him again. And
1: then yeah. they left him there and drove away. They just left him there. And I just I feel so bad for him. That's really that's that's yeah. Wow.
0: And and the fact that he was so young. Um,
1: and
0: then they just left him tied to the tree. And that to me shows again like she is a
1: true yeah
0: she, care. yeah, she she didn't care. Um, and she never cared. I watched an interview with her, actually. And she was basically talking to the interviewer and uh, her statement. I mean, she was saying things like, you know, I had a hard life and I fell in with the wrong crowd, which is understandable. A lot of us do, you know, in high school, we get out of, you know, these weird things with our parents and we do meet a lot of weird people sometimes um mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we're gonna fucking kill someone um mm-hmm. shoot them we
1: gotta, like, break the cycle
0: yeah and i think for her her there was really no way for her to get out of it there was actually this is actually an author um that studied her that wrote a whole book about her and mm-hmm. i think that yeah. he really wasted his time because i really don't understand she's not an interesting person her story is not interesting um, she is a piece of shit she killed someone because she wanted to kill somebody um and i think that's basically um who she is so looking back at this i was reading um a little bit about her saying how much she really adored kevin she said that he was a great person um that he didn't deserve to um be, be caught up in what they were caught up in um which again makes no fucking sense because she shot the man um, that she said was a great person.
1: Four times. Four times. And then in the head, I don't. I know, so the next guy, Brian Chase, he's 18, so even younger than Kevin. And then this mm-hmm. is goes back to, to Lisa, the wife of the topless. Um, so Brian is actually the one who was hired to try to kill Lisa by Lori Henderson, one of the people that Deidre met when she first moved here. And the first two attempts just fail for whatever reason. It just doesn't pan out. He makes his way to the home, Fatabas' home while they're sleeping, gets inside, finds them in the bedroom, shoots her in the head, which, spoiler alert, she lives. We all know she lives. So then Fatabas wakes up and shoots him several times, I guess to make it look like a botched robbery.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: the police, he calls the police, they come, so on and so forth. And (laughs) this is just like I know I shouldn't laugh because these people died and all of that, but if a has the video of everything and like all of this evidence, he just leaves in his house, like, and the police find it, and then that's how they find out everything. Like you, you, you can't deny what's on the tape. And uh, yeah, and I'm reading a little bit too about this. Is I mean
0: it doesn't. This poor Lisa. I mean, shit
1: she really it's crazy to me like i mean i don't want to like judge but why would you like like i wonder if she was putting two and two together like all these weird attacks keep happening to her and like yeah he found her husband with another woman and she was still sleeping in bed with him and i'm you know what i think that's like also too- but Who knows that he was telling her too? Well, yeah. I don't know
0: what her um, ethnic background is, but a lot of the times, um, you know, some of these women, they come from these different families. They come from mm-hmm. these different groups. And it's almost like, you know, that, you yeah. know, the TikTok that's like, if that's your man, I'm gonna stick beside him. That's pretty yeah. much what it was like for the last like 30, 40 years is oh, your yeah. husband could be a mass murderer and you would stick beside him because that's yeah. your husband and you love him. So I think what happened in my opinion with Miss Lisa is that she knew that her husband was a piece of shit. But he provided food, he provided shelter, he provided, um, you know, vehicle. So she basically kind of did what she had to do and just kind of stuck with him um, at that point um, to kind of get through. Because like you said, there has to be
1: an issue where Mm -hmm. you
0: are getting, you're trying to be killed every week.
1: I know. know, He, maybe he was really controlling or at least manipulative and convincing. So maybe that's why. And I do think that, I think
0: he is a piece of shit as well. And I do believe that, I think, like you said, I think he was a little bit controlled. I did read a little bit about that where he did have an affair with a girl that was even younger than um, Deidre was. And I think, you know, he did take advantage of that girl. And I think that he he was a piece of shit. But I don't think the way that Deidre tried to paint her story with him was, you know, was anything serious because- perfect for each other but not perfect for each other exactly because even the prosecutor during her during their case the prosecutor didn't dismiss anything that had happened to her which we shouldn't you know she was abused yes i'm sure she was and everything else but at the same time um you know she wasn't she's an evil person she she has nothing but evilness inside of her because there and no mention did she try to get any type of help did she you know kind of need therapy to to help her you know it was like she played into this i'm a bad girl type of role it's almost
1: like she got more attention from being the victim
0: and yeah and if you watch her interviews i want to post a clip on our instagram um if you watch the interview everything that she pretty much said was just like rerouting it back to um Photopoulos was like okay well he set this up and he you shot the boy as well
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um he didn't put a gun in your head yeah, he didn't put a gun to your head to tell you yeah. to shoot the man. Just like nobody put a gun to your head when you shot that woman six
1: times. And what's um, crazy, it's like he purposely like recorded just her doing it and then cut the tape off when he went and did it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was like, like you said, they were perfect for each other, but not perfect for each other.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Um but you know the the prosecutor during the case i mean it was a very interesting case there's little there's bits and pieces of it um online you know back then it was kind of different than it is now Mm -hmm. Um, but the prosecutor they really painted her to be you know the nasty person that she is and they kept bringing her lawyers kept arguing the fact well she was abused she had a traumatic childhood yeah but she had she had reasons to not hurt these people.
1: Exactly. And she her had reasons for the Like she moved somewhere new to start over. And she just but and more she, to the And old she years
0: didn't years. start over. She just continued a, just a new path in another another state. Um mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about Brian Chase, because I don't really know too much about his role. Um, he was hired to kill Miss Lisa.
1: Yes. So that's he Lord, he was? It was her. Yeah. where is he I, from? He was hired for the job. Um this is okay. So this, not to backtrack or go backwards, but Dietra was friends with Lori. That's what Lori found Brian. So Dietra pretty much helped hire this person to gotcha. kill. She, she's guilty. She knew what she was doing. I couldn't find too much about him personally. I just know that. He was hired for a couple thousand dollars. I don't know if it was 10,000 or 7,000, but a decent bit of money to do this. And he failed twice, two times. Okay. There is, I mean, I, we could do a whole nother episode on every time that Lisa was attacked because just, it was so much. Once at her job, I mean, on her way home from work and then the last time in her home. And then she, she didn't even die the last time. And that's the crazy part,
0: and and that's the thing is like if you kind of go through this whole case, um, basically she was saying that you know she wasn't responsible for um, the attempted murder of Lisa because she didn't do anything. Um, well, she, she clearly set the whole uh,
1: up. Yeah, it's like a whole triangle. She knew this person, she, this person who did this and that, and it just. Uh, she obviously, it was like premeditated. meditated She knew what she was doing.
0: And then, you know, the funny thing is, it's not funny, but the thing is, um, being Chase being shot by Costa, they played the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. They really thought that they were going to get away with this.
1: Yep. Because it was so supposed to- be. called 911, then the police come, and then they searched the house. Like he like, thought it through, but not completely because that's an the tape. If murder weapons, I mean,
0: yeah, and I didn't know that. Um, so Fotopoulos is actually he's serving a, a death sentence.
1: Yeah, and um, he's been locked up since nineteen ninety. So that's 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 years. not too.
0: That's but that's not too long.
1: And he's still alive. We could write him too.
0: <laughs> well, so yeah, and I thought the same thing about her. As I was like, you know, they they've been locked up. I mean, I've personally never been locked up, so I, I'm yeah. sure time goes by a slower shit in there, but. On the outside, it's like you know, 1990 was just like you know, thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, so it's like you know, to me, I just think, I think that this case is really bizarre. I think that um, there's there's so much.
1: She was
0: so so Deidre was upset that he didn't attend her trial. I'm thinking, this. I was like, this has got to be like the most toxic should ever
1: i'm Why? sorry but all i can hear my dogs are like going batshit crazy i hope <laughs> <we can. laughs> um they're not happy yeah they don't
0: like this case either i mean i'm not a fan of her the more I, and i you know i tend to um i tend to be okay with like you know going through like murders and stuff and and it like makes sense when these people have like actual Um, things that happened to them and I'm not saying that like again I'm not saying that victims you know don't go through things but Deidre's like and I hardly believe that people are evil but Deidre is an evil bitch I think she's very self-aware she's a these people were young you know Kevin being 19 I didn't even know that Chase was 18 years old Um, I thought he was in his 20s Um, and this is someone that probably thought that they were friends the same thing with Kevin is they mm-hmm. probably thought that they were friends and um it says in some of the notes that she promised them 10 grand to yeah. kill lisa that's it ten thousand dollars you're getting seven hundred thousand and i'm only getting ten
1: no absolutely not so the I trial <laughs> But not that much to go <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so Deidre really, okay, so once she was sentenced to death, uh, they obviously that wasn't that wasn't sitting well with her. So it says that she filed about 20 different appeals. Oh my
1: god. 20 okay. is she now on death row no more.
0: Which again, she escaped, you know, literally with her life because <laughs> she should she should have been, you know. I just we got to do we got to get more into this on our second episode because I want to focus more on the trial and I want to go into what that was like and paint that picture of what the trial was like um back then Oh
1: yeah, like did they turn on each other or yeah and there's a
0: lot of um there's a lot of of different things, and I kind of want to save that for the next episode, because I do want to go into a little bit more on, you know, I'm obviously, you're not a psychi- psychiatrist, I'm not a psychiatrist, um, but I want to go a little bit more into the defense that she tried to paint, and I want to go into um, how many people actually get away with using um, some of these um, defenses, because I think that, you know, TV makes it seem like it's so easily obtainable to get, you um, to get a psychiatrist to come up on and say well this person is a psycho and they're you know whatever Mm -hmm. um so I definitely want to get more into that
1: she was like a victim of all of this she still did what she did she still took somebody's life she's still guilty for she still needs to pay her time otherwise
0: And and like I said she really um you know she really kind of got away with with it, I mean, she's serving a, two life sentences, but she's still alive. And you know, Kevin and Brian, okay, um, okay. Yeah. Up. and but I'm she not
1: has a whole bunch of years left, another 30 years <sighs> for sure, she could live.
0: Yeah, I, girl, people living out here till they're 112, she's gonna be alive for forever. Okay. So, and she's currently at the um, Homestead Correctional Institute. Um, institution she was sentenced um to life in prison may 7th of 98 um and she yes she's still looking fresh in the fucking face um she looks better than i do honestly um she's getting that good florida sun Mm
1: and that nice air so an hour a day
0: yeah an hour a day outside on the yard um so you know she's she's still alive i'm gonna do a little bit
1: like I just find it so interesting like she's still alive like like just, does she have friends what does she do what does she think about what she did like I'm
0: really hoping that she writes me back because I really hope that during our next episode I can say I got a letter from Mrs. Hunt you know um I think that would be fucking dope um but but you're right I do you know I want to know what is really going on. And this is just something I'm going to slip in here. Um, if you didn't know, there's a website called WriteAPrisoner.com. Um, it opens basically, if you set up an email, you can, um, chat with people from literally all over the fucking world. Um, you can, and I think it's sick because I think it's like, it's sick in the sense, like not bad, but like, you know, me, I like the creepy shit. I like the weird mm-hmm. shit. But I also like to know what's going on in people's heads. And most of the time, you can't talk about your crime. But how cool is it to be like, yeah, I know someone that, you know, did X, Y, Z. And it I know someone who did it.
1: X, Y, and Z. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I'm That's not saying the- nothing crazy, nothing, nothing on this Deidre Hunt level, but it's true. Sometimes I sit here when I do the research for our show and I think to myself, There's what so are they people doing? In, and- what are they doing in there? You know, like, what are they doing in there?
1: Because there's all TV shows about her. I think there might be a movie like loosely based on her. There is. And
0: I'm going to put in, um, I think what we should do is we'll put in little bits and pieces on our social media. If you guys are following us on Instagram, um, what's our Instagram name, Jess?
1: Two girls, one creepy pod.
0: Yes, Two Girls, One Kirby pot. Okay. Um, if you guys follow us on there, um, Jess does a really good job of posting everything. So I'm going to, um, we'll post a little bit of things here and there. I would like to share the clip of her talking um, when she first got sentenced. I, when I say this, I think this woman is beautiful. It's, she really, I could see why she was out here doing what she was doing, because she's a good looking lady. It's
1: um, good away with most of it. Until- yeah.
0: So I I definitely want to um, post that, but I think we're going to save everything else we have for our next episode to keep you guys coming back. Next episode, we'll get into the trial um, and we'll get into a little bit more about Lisa. I want to dig up and see what we can find about Miss Lisa. Oh
1: yeah, there's, there's so much. And yeah. I know she's still alive too. Not
0: she's that I feel alive. like,
1: oh yeah, I think so. Oh. I wonder if she still lives in Daytona Beach.
0: <laughs> you know, we can find out we can definitely find out um okay. I, I just also too want to give a special shout out to my friend um David he is amazing he is always um giving me good feedback about our show he's always listening he's listened to all of my shows that I've been a part of
1: yes, so
0: shout out to him um he's mm-hmm. also having a baby so congratulations Bye. to him on that uh, and his partner um also too before I forget let's congratulate Jess on her marriage she's married oh. now
1: oh. Thank you so much.
0: Mrs. She's a Mrs. That's amazing. Um, so we are excited to do the next episode. So we're going to go ahead and cut this. And we hope that you guys come back for more on Mrs. Deidre Michelle Hunt. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. All righty. <laughs> Why am I throwing up pizza? Like somebody can see me. <laughs>